Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. Thanks for being here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast, or check out the Edge Accounting YouTube channel. If you go to the Edge Accounting website, you'll get a pop-up that you can click on for our free stocks and bonds course for kids and family. We had a fun time recording it, and we really think you're going to enjoy it. For me, it's been one of those weeks where you think about things that happened in your past. That's the part of being older, right? But I got triggered by an article that caught my attention. It was an article which was about 35 people and how and when they realized that their families were poor. It was interesting to see when each person realized their family wasn't financially the same as others. The weird part is I could relate to several of the items that these people spoke about. I know we're not in control of the families we're born into, but what we do with what we have has always been the most important part. This isn't a podcast about, oh, woe is me, how things have been so tough and so rough the way I had it. But actually, it's just a tale about things I've learned along the way, being grateful for what I have, and maybe a bit of an insight about what it's like to have a little less than others. And if you think about it, really, we all have less than someone, unless you're Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. But for me and some in my family, it drove us to do more with the support of my parents. Sometimes the little things you pick up on and remember as a kid just freak me out. As a large family with six kids in it, we didn't go out to eat very often. Whether I remember it correctly or not, it may have been once or twice a year, and it was usually for a very special occasion like good grades. You may laugh, but that was a huge deal. Sometimes it was a fancy Mexican chain restaurant named Chi Chi's, and other times it might be Burger Chef. You have to understand that my mother knew how to handle a budget. She had to. All those mouths who needed food, and she was committed to making it happen. Restaurants were really expensive, so they really didn't fit into spending. Just to be clear, it wasn't Burger King. It was Burger Chef. It looks like it was sold to Hardee's in 1996. So why Burger Chef? Well, we could order the cheapest burger they had, and we could make it more filling with stuff from the condiment bar. I didn't even know that word until we went there our first time. Burger Chef actually started in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I didn't know that until literally five minutes ago, and it began in 1957. By 1972, it had 1,200 locations, and McDonald's was the only company with more locations at 1,600. Isn't that crazy? They started international expansion in 1969, and in 1972, the chain introduced the Fun Burger, which was a hamburger with packaging that included puzzles and a small toy. Does that sound like anything we know about? Well, the following year, the chain introduced the Fun Meal. And when McDonald's introduced their Happy Meal in 1979, the chain sued, but ultimately lost. By 1975, Burger Chef lost a ton of money, which was on its way out. Anyway, Burger Chef had pickles, mmm, lettuce, tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, and if I remember it correctly, lots of sauces on that bar. I think that's when I fell in love with pickles. We used to add lettuce, sometimes onions, no tomatoes, as that was adult stuff, and I'd literally put 20 or more pickle slices and whatever else they had. Plus, we got a cup of water, as drinks were expensive and not good for your teeth. So I had a burger with a salad on top at a discount price. 
hey, everybody won. But I never thought that was weird until I went out to McDonald's with a baseball friend and his dad. Now, Mr. Lockman was a great guy, and he had a son, Mike. We played on several baseball teams together, and I remember it was a very busy day, which probably meant multiple games. And it was probably difficult to get us kids fed. He asked my mother if he could take me to get some food after the last game. I was always hungry as a kid, and Mom said, oh yeah, that's fine. We arrived at McDonald's, and I was waiting to hear what Mr. Lockman would allow us to order. That was normal when I went out. We didn't have a ton of money, so there was a dollar limit, and certain things like appetizers and desserts were strictly off the menu and couldn't be ordered. When we did go out, Mom would let us know what we could have. My buddy Mike stepped right up and ordered a Big Mac meal, quarter pounder with cheese and a filet of fish. That meant a real drink and several sandwiches. So I stepped up. I ordered a Big Mac. Mr. Lockman could tell something was going on with me and asked really kindly, to be honest, if I was hungry. He told me I could have whatever I wanted. I thought it was a trick. I didn't want to be greedy, as I would have ordered more than Mike, my friend, so I simply asked if I could have the same thing as Mike. He said, absolutely, and I literally snarfed down those 3,000 calories. I always liked Mr. Lockman, and I thank him to this day for that great memory, but I realized my life was different. Now, in this article, there was a mention of one person never going to restaurants. When he went for the first time, he didn't even know how to order. Imagine that. Hey, I got to be thankful that we were doing okay and we were able to go out to eat, not very often, but things were tight. As we're all aware, restaurants are expensive. I get it. It can literally kill a budget, but a little balance is also good too. I did learn that there are ways to save money and still be satisfied, but I also learned that I wanted to work hard so I could go to a restaurant a bit more often. But I'd actually kill for Burger Chef one more time. The excitement of going and creating my own burger is still a very fun thought to me. When growing up, I always remember having trouble with my teeth. Yep, my teeth. As it was explained to me, I had pitted teeth, which means my teeth weren't necessarily flat across the top. That meant they were harder to clean because food gets caught in the pit, which ultimately meant more cavities. To this day, I really don't like dentists. I can remember returning to school one day when I was younger after having a tooth filled. One of my friends asked me the name of my dentist, and I remember saying, whichever student was next. He looked at me puzzled and asked me, where my doctor was located, and I told him it was downtown at the Indiana University campus of the dental school. The look on this guy's face was very strange, which made me quickly figure out that our situation was probably a lot different from his. I don't know the details, but when I asked my mother why we had to go to the dental school and not a real dentist like Jimmy in class, she said we didn't have great dental insurance, and in order to keep under budget, it was a trade-off. I think she actually said we had to choose between food over the dentist. Anyway, the dental work was done by students, supervised by their teachers, of course, but it cost a lot less. Wow, that seems so incredibly long ago. But I think it was a good five or so years later when we got to go to a real dentist. And unlike the students at IU who were always looking for problems to correct, this doctor wasn't as aggressive. I still remember when he said, you're done. 
I asked him if he forgot to fill a cavity because I never, ever left the dental school without someone doing work on my teeth. The dentist said that I didn't have any cavities to fill. So I asked him again, are you sure? And he said, I've been doing this for quite a while, son. I'm sure. Have a great weekend. Hey, we did have dental care, so I'm thankful for that. We had to pay something, and my parents knew it was important to take care of our teeth. But it was about making choices. Who knows what I would have done if I was in their situation? They came from small towns, and my father came off a farm. What did he know about money, getting a good job, moving up the corporate ladder and such? Hey, all six of us kids graduated from college. Now, that's a success story in and of itself. We had three master's degrees, one of them from Harvard and one of them from the University of Chicago. Did it change our views on the world? Probably yes, but it didn't stop us. This is simply a little insight that getting on the right track is about making trade-offs about money, working your budget and staying on track. That would have never happened if mom didn't do her job well. She taught me things and even dad admitted to me before he died that if he would have listened more to mom, we would have been in a much better place financially. He didn't have the education and that's why I believe talking about money and investing and really learning about it is so crucial. Now, one of my favorite stories or memories I have about money with my mother was going to the grocery store with her. She always had a budget, but many times as unexpected expenses came up, like a broken arm, ripped pants, or a new pair of shoes, that budget got smaller and was simply the cash she had in her purse. For as long as I can remember, I was really good at math and I was her human calculator. She'd take me with her to make sure on that day that she didn't go over the, for instance, $75.34 in her purse. Each item she dropped into the basket was something and I'd add it to the total and let her know. She'd pull something off the shelf and tell me the amount. Sometimes she would change her mind, put it back, make me subtract it out of the amount, and then grab the cheaper store brand and tell me the new price. It made an impression on me. First, having a budget stuck with me. Making choices on spending on the name brand or the store brand. Plus, I started to see her tricks for making stuff last longer. Regular milk was more expensive than powdered milk, and we actually went through a minimum of two gallons up to four gallons a day. We had to buy a second fridge. It's unbelievable for many, but for us, that was normal. My parents actually thought about buying a dairy cow at one time. That would have been interesting to be the only people in the neighborhood with a cow. But if you're going through 60 plus gallons of milk a month when we were younger, it does make you think a little bit. Anyway, she would mix the real milk with some water and powdered milk in order for it to last longer. Hey, I grew up to be 6'1", so I'm not sure it actually held me back at all, but it was a way to stretch that budget. Things have changed, and I'm slightly embarrassed to say that we have oak milk and almond milk in our fridge. I've gotten used to it, and I kind of like it now. But when the food came home, there was a lot of celebration in that family of eight. It was a pretty big undertaking, and it did require a couple carts at the grocery store. Isn't it the little things that are sometimes special to remember? I think most of us actually remember a time when we were embarrassed or teased a bit by something we wore. Clothes for kids are expensive, 
And when they're growing, they usually don't wear them long enough to put any miles on them. Hand-me-downs were a way of life. It felt like some styles came back into fashion when handed down from the oldest down to number six, because that was several years later. And yes, sometimes having a girl in the family with five boys always made mom think a little bit about handing down her clothes too. I'll have to admit, I never had to wear a dress, but there were occasions that I think I might've worn her jeans. And I know there was an occasion or two when I wore one of her shirts. If mom gave them to you, you had to wear them. No questions asked. Yeah. I got teased, and thank God I was generally bigger than most and had some brains. Funny enough, I thought I'd go overboard when I got older. You know, lots of really nice clothes to overcompensate. I did some for work, but for the most part, it didn't mean that much to me having those nice clothes. Everybody is different. The new school year is starting, and for many it means getting an outfit or two for school. Being able to do that for Mac and G is pretty cool. And when I was a kid, I actually wished we'd do it too. But it was normally only the things when I was young that were needed to fill out a wardrobe since most were handed down. That means undies, thank goodness, socks, and maybe a new shirt. It's nice that so many things for me and others in my family have changed. Remembering the past reminds me of how far I've come. Would I have liked to have changed some of it? Absolutely. But I didn't know any better. If you're a young kid, remember to be kind to those around you because money doesn't define the actual person. It's said to exaggerate what's already there. Getting on track can be a longer road than you think, but it does work if you have your plan and you stick to it. Remember, there are always trade-offs you can make to reach your goals. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time for more Money with Mac and G. Bye.